Hello and welcome to the July news edition of the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves. I'm facing completely the wrong way. The microphone's there and I'm looking at the screen. There you go. There Carry we on. go. Carry on. That's going to mess up our sound test, isn't it? But, yes, anyway, um, I'm Stuart Mulrain and I'm joined as always by... Me, Andy Hanks. So, yes, and uh, in this one we are going to be looking at the sort of nerdy news that tends to break after we put up a podcast <laughs> usually the day after so but yeah um, but we'll start with a little bit of True Believers news uh, just to sort of keep you posted the True Believers what's that True Believers what is that what is that it's that thing I foolishly <laughs> conned you into agreeing to 20 years ago <laughs> feels like it yeah it does next year's four years and then the year after that is five years but technically oh, well done you know your numbers <laughs> no but technically our fourth year although it's our fourth show it's our fifth year it's 2013 we started oh of course yeah that's when the germ of the idea first began so yeah yeah probably the longest we stuck at anything that isn't yeah well an individual project mm, that's true Oh, he's taking a swig of drink. He hasn't just I paused. Am. Yeah. He's still playing. <laughs> I passed out at the time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah. Um, so, yeah, two believers news. So, well, I mean, the big news is the summer event is just over a month away. Yeah. Scary, six or seven it? weeks. Yeah. The, so, the summer edition. Summer variant edition. Summer variant edition in Gloucester. I do wonder if by calling it that, a load of people are just like, what oh, the fuck's a summer variant? Yeah. <laughs> Too clever for our own good sometimes. But yeah, it's all shaping up nicely. I popped down yesterday and sort of measured up where all the tables are going to go. So I've got a floor plan to play with and Blackfriars, Blackfriars, yeah. Um, lost a massive old. Is it was it an Abbey? Marble Friary. We did this last time. Oh, probably. I slept since. So. <laughs> you slept? Yeah, it's true. You lucky bastard. I have two kids. <laughs> Very true. Nor do I. <laughs> no, I see. Where did they come from? <laughs> <laughs> they just turned out like a, like, a, like a stray cat one day. You fed them so they never went. They're like Stuart Little, but they're not fucking mice. And they eat more. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got our first panel lined up for it, which is the uh, guys behind King Legacy who won the Small Press Factor competition at mm. Edmonton this year. Heard, yeah. Um, they're doing a panel sort of talking about their journey to creating it and getting out there. They're new on the small press scene as well so it'd be quite nice to get a, a newer look at how it's gone in because we've done similar things before with indie creators because we like hearing their individual stories about how they did it because you've got to have a certain level of insanity to take that on I think mm-hmm. especially if you're writing and drawing it yourself yeah absolutely it, it must take hours I had a go at drawing something sequential for this well the week just gone draw something Sunday can we about to that admit Actually, have we mentioned that on the podcast yet? Draw Sam Sundays? We've, we've talked about it a couple of times. But yeah, we should have mentioned it again. But yeah, well, but yeah, so I did something sequential for that, and that was just six panels or whatever it was. Mm. And that was a friggin' nightmare. So God knows how people get 24 pages or anything along this. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, they're doing a panel, which is going to be really cool, and I'm hoping to get some other panels lined up and some workshops. And I'm hoping to be able to set something up where we can have a big sheet of paper laid out so we can just have an on the day draw something Sunday oh, that'd be fab wouldn't it people could draw just on a big sheet of paper or mm. are we going to have a, a live drawing session as well I'm hoping to yeah I'd, there's a few things that I'd like to do I'd like to have a create a superhero for the kids it's just finding people to do it and uh, yeah 
get some workshops for the kids as well mm. and that sort of thing just yeah. get them creating and drawing and having fun in the sun mm. fingers crossed we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> it is towards the end of August so it can go either way but but yeah so we've got that coming up um, still at least one pound from every ticket sold will go to the Sioux Rider Lecampton Court Hospice uh, so you're helping us raise money for a good charity um, it's just five pound for adults uh, kids 12 and under get in for free um, yeah it's going to be a good day lots of people selling comics at a comic con shocking mm, wow um, yeah comics artists people selling back issues books toys that sort of stuff uh, cupcakes it's going to be going to be exciting and cosplay everybody loves cosplay except Tony Tony but from the awesome comics podcast oh okay yeah he's, he's not a fan no I have heard <laughs> but but he loves the pop vinyls so it's fine yeah that's um, exciting what pop vinyls no the whole inventing thing in general so who's doing the clippings will that be Mrs Cupcake Emporium yeah Mrs Cupcake Emporium yeah yeah um, so yeah she'll be there and Ian will be there Hi Ian, if you're listening, uh, if you ever listen. Oh, probably not. No, I'll make him listen. Make him listen. Can you do that? I've got power over him. Is this why our listenership's slowly going up? Are you going door to door and forcing people to listen to it? Basically, yeah. Cool, I like it. <laughs> we wouldn't have any listeners otherwise. <laughs> Hi Mum. <laughs> Wait, is that how you get her to listen? Because she said she saw you in Tesco's on Friday. Yeah, she did. She apologised for the trolley full of wine. <laughs> Well, I mean, have you met her children? Yeah, that's true. You'd need that much wine. Yeah. But yeah, um, um, things are moving forward with True Believers in 2018 as well. Mm-hmm. I think we've got about a third of our tables left to sell. And then we'll look at potentially opening up the balcony again. Um, so that's exciting. Have we officially revealed any of the guests yet? A couple. Or yeah, there's one on. There's a few. Yeah, all these years have blended into one with my head at the moment. I yeah, what we've done this year. Yeah, we have. Um, so Mike Collins is back. Dan yeah. Teague's back. Yeah. Phil um, so Winslade's joining us this year or next year rather. Um, we've got a few. Got a couple of people lined up. A couple of people have agreed. I'm just waiting for confirmation. Um, like I say, a couple of other people to chase up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice. A lot of really cool UK based creators again which I think is is our strength I know some people want us to start importing people from oh, saying terrible importing people from other countries <laughs> smuggling them in <laughs> not allowed to nowadays eh but but you know getting guests from overseas and that but the big cons do that and that's in the future isn't it that's, it's something to build towards if mm. We do it, but sort of the time of year we're at as well. It's dicey trying to get people on flights, mm. <laughs> especially if they're based in New York. Usually snowed in in January and February, isn't it? So, but like I say, it's something to build towards that. But I really like the guests we've got. I really like that we've got regular guests that come back as well. People sort of catch up with year in year out. What I'd like to do for next year is it's our fifth year is try and get as many people back as possible. Yeah, that we've had before over the fu- previous years. Have a big five-year celebration slash blowout, <laughs> just in case it's the end. <laughs> Say that. We're going to buy tickets. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. Like I say, it's not a lot sort of moving on True Blues at the moment because we're 
pushing the summer event and really working on that, um, which is all going exciting. We've got some ideas for things we'd like to do there that so hopefully we can make happen. How do I get a ticket for this summer event? Yeah. I'm being on corporate, by the way. I'm actually going anyway, but um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know, these. Well, have you got a ticket? <laughs> Just because you're working it doesn't mean you're getting for free. <laughs> oh, right, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you, you say I get a free t shirt, I didn't know the paper had paid to work there you, as you, well. You pay with your soul. That's true. It's it's soul destroying work, but mm. you'll get no pleasure from it. <laughs> no. But at least I knew that going into it. Agents no. of true believers. <laughs> Slowly sapping your soul. There's no pleasure goodwill. in this. <laughs> I still wear a t shirt. Agents of true believer. There's no pleasure in this. <laughs> To be fair, we've—I think a lot. Most of our agents have always had a good time. It's fantastic. That's, well, it's not the it's, only reason I do it, but yeah, it's, it's a brilliant day, though. It's, it's, you know. it's hard work, but once you sort of get over that initial thing, you kind of sort of just start to mingle on the day, and you're there to help people. But it, t- tell you what, because it goes so—I mean, you there's know, no you're sense so like in... backtracking on a legal <laughs> case. <laughs> yeah. But you're right in the middle of it, and as everything's going on, it goes so blooming quick, and you just don't know where the time's gone. But then when you're driving home, I mean, it's a bit dangerous because, you know, you've been non-stop since six in the morning. You're driving home, and suddenly you, you're just reminiscing, and it's like, actually, that was great. This happened, and that happened. And then, admittedly, you're knackered. And you, last time, I nearly fell asleep in the for KFC. But <laughs> it, it, it's awesome, you know. But as I said, it's, there's so much going on, so much to take in, and, you know, so many awesome things to see. Well, I had the surreal thing driving back this year because I had that Superman sketch that, from Des Taylor. Oh, of course, yeah. And I didn't want it to get decreased, so I put it on the like front bit. So of like, that was a Christopher Reeves one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I put it on the front dash of the car. Mm. And where I was driving home, because it was dark, it was reflecting up onto <laughs> the glass, so it looked like Superman was constantly flying at me <laughs> as I was driving. So that kept me awake. Yeah. The sight of the man of steel flying at you kind of keeps you alert. But and now it's in my bedroom, so you know. Awesome. Pride of place above the telly. So it was either that or something. Take that probably would have gone up. So. Get to say to draw you Mark Owen or something next year. Well, we've already got Gary Barlow covered, haven't we? Because. Uh, oh yeah. Is that going to happen? Mike, I don't know. I, oh no! Because didn't he say he'd dig out the artwork? He did say he did get the arm. Yeah. yeah. I, I might have to prompt him beforehand. Absolutely. <laughs> Whoa, but That upsets my wife. Yeah. Nothing like a woman scorned. It's the only time she's ever really shown any interest in comics. <laughs> <laughs> it was when she found out there was a take that connection. But the only other sort of bit of True Believers news at the moment is that um, Sam Webster is going to be doing a short story for our. Um, charity comic oh yeah absolutely Sam Webster so um, which will sort of tie in I Hi, think Sam. it's got one of his um, characters from Unfamiliar Skies he did tell me which and I can't remember which one now sorry I do apologise but he knows what it's like when he does his Monday Musings videos he starts talking and he's like I just can't remember what that was <laughs> <laughs> but his Monday Musings are really good to watch they're quite long but have to check that out but, yeah they're, they're good he's done one on running a Kickstarter which is quite interesting because been back in a lot of kickstarters recently for people that have supported us in the past or you know paying it forward kind of thing or back is that paying it back paying it back and paying it forward um just spreading the love and um yeah so he's done one on that he did one on shit i can't remember what it's on <laughs> he did one on shit did he? he did one on shit yeah 
Yeah, he talks about true believers. <laughs> Don't run us down. <laughs> We're not lost to Comic Con. <clears throat> what? Um, yeah. So yeah, he'll be doing that one for that. Uh, we've still not settled on the name, have we? Oh, for the for the comic. For the, for the comic. No, we haven't. No, I have been racking my brains. We keep batting ideas about. I, we've got one that means nothing, because mm. <laughs> it means nothing. Not sure about. Are it. we just going to go for something really obvious and simple, like the the, the comic omnibus or something like that? No, I don't. I think something a, bit, a little bit more surreal. Yeah, when I was put it up there with the working title of the True Believers charity comic, mm. somebody put that you know it sounds a little bit like you know a college student's project. Yeah, and so I do want it to be something. I mean, our thought process on it at one point was that we wanted something like Train Spotting. Well, I think that's already been taken. Yeah, I know, but all right, Shallow Grave. Yeah, the beach, the beach, damn. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, from Danny Boyle. We wanted something like Train Spotting that, unless you read the book or you've seen the second Train Spotting, you have no idea with the context of the film what the title means. Yeah. And we just wanted something that didn't necessarily mean anything. So we got a couple of ideas. I don't know whether to like get a group together and just put them out for a vote or. Why not something that is more an in joke? Action comics. No. I t- <laughs> Like, for instance, I'm going to write this down so no one can see. Okay. On so why don't, why don't you do something like, we might have to ask someone to do, draw, to tie it into one of their comics maybe. But do you remember this? Do you remember that? <laughs> I this, do remember that. Is there something there? Potentially, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a bit it's random, but it does. It has got a bit of an in joke in it. Yeah. Whether it's then got, you know, or it could be start and the world of tomorrow, or something like that. Obviously, the world of tomorrow could have been done. Just like a really pulpy B B comic kind of. Yeah, and the and name the actually got, or something. like those old fifties B movie posters. That the poster looked great, but then there's nothing like it in the film. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. We could play around with that. You need to find a cover artist as well, really. So, lots to do. Lots to do before it goes to print. But yeah, but no, that's sort of it. True Believers-wise at the moment, mm-hmm. say tickets for the summer event you can get from the website at oktruebelievers.com uh, forward slash get tickets. Or if you just go on the website, it's the announcement bar at the top. Just click on that and it'll take you there. Uh, it's going to be a great day out, hopefully. It will be. It will be. So there'll be another podcast goes up before that event anyway. But but yeah, so we will be drumming it home again soon. But and hopefully we'll have some more things to announce and definite and set in place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we should move from that really on to nerd news. Yes, <laughs> nerd news. <laughs> Our souls dying. Do not count. <laughs> yes, nerd news. So our solo movie. The Han Solo movie. All right, you know, bury, don't bury the lead or anything. <laughs> Announce it right there. So, yes, since we were last on, the Han Solo movie that I think very few people are actually looking forward to when you actually get down to it. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. 
I don't. I obviously really I care. Know. I obviously know who the character is, but yeah, it's one of those things where he was the one with the lighty stick thing, wasn't he? I think he was the, the hairy one, wasn't he? Oh, he might have been the hairy one. Yeah, it wasn't the one with the buns, the hair. Oh, wasn't they the same person? Ah, I don't know. I've never really followed Star Trek. No. <laughs> Hi, Wiggy. <laughs> probably crashed his car <laughs> um yeah so I've I mean I've said before I'm not overly excited for this film I don't feel like I need it I always felt with Han Solo that I knew everything I needed to know about him as soon as I saw him on screen yeah yeah absolutely that he was a bastard but he was a lovable bastard yeah, well I'm not gonna say until I I mean I haven't I haven't hit the um, the, the, the the hype yet I mean there is no hype of it really. there is no hype and I'm sure I'll watch it and I'll hopefully I'll enjoy it it's just that need that people seem to have to give a backstory to characters that don't yeah. need it Michael Myers didn't need a backstory I mean everybody loved Darth Vader's backstory in the Star Wars prequels so Michael Myers didn't need a backstory for Rob Zombie's no Michael Myers Halloween oh. Rob Zombie's Halloween Oh yeah, showed us that you know he liked to kill pets and same with Winky, Winky, Willy Wonka as well. Willy Wonka, he didn't need a backstory. No, but mm. I quite like the Tim Burton Charlie and Chocolate Factory. But then I never liked the Gene Wilder one. I know it's blasphemy to say. My wife is exactly the same. Never cared for the Gene Wilder one. I disagree. No, I don't mean I disagree. Yes, you oh, no, do. No, like I, it. I completely understand why people love the Gene Wilder one and hate the Tim Burton one. Mm. I completely understand it because I had no real investment in the Gene Wilder one. Mm. I've never really been a fan. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's probably dropped us off about four listeners. <laughs> We're minus two now. Yeah. <laughs> Even I won't listen to this back now to make sure it was all. <laughs> but yeah, um, so anyway. Uh, Lord and Miller were brought on to do the Han Solo movie which is probably the first thing that got me excited about the Han Solo movie because mm-hmm. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs Lego movie 21, 22 Jump Street which I've still never seen either then showed promise I don't know if they're on my uh, Flickster file or not I came to you'll have to have a look I think they're on Sky movies at least one of them probably you can probably download them from Sky yeah. but yeah um, so yeah Lord and Miller were brought in and it was kind of intriguing then they left doing the flash to do the Han Solo movie um, and they've now been booted off it well yeah. or they've left I think I think it was put down to uh, creative differences but Lucasfilm didn't seem to like the way they were going I think they were going off script a lot yeah because they're quite improvisy I think from, which you kind of should have looked at their films and maybe realised that would be the case and um isn't there rumour that the, the guy who's playing the lead and they got an acting lesson or something oh no right yeah there was a rumour that they weren't happy with his portrayal of Han Solo so they brought in an acting coach mm. which again I don't really know what you want they should have brought Harrison Ford they should have he'd have been amazing I don't know if he could do it well you don't know if he could play Han Solo no I just don't think he's I don't think he's Harrison Fordy enough to be Harrison Ford I know exactly what you mean but this is the thing If the, this is a problem with it is that if there was that kid that everybody said should have been cast as him who does a really good spot on impression of Harrison Ford mm. and played the younger version of him in Age of Adeline and I was saying this online in an online conversation the other day my problem with that is that just because he can do a spot on impression delivering the lines the exact same way that Harrison Ford delivered lines in the films 
doesn't mean he's got the chops to play hands over. Yeah. Because if that was the case, Bobby Davra would have made a shitload of money in the early 90s. Mm. They'd have gone, should we get Christopher Walken? Or just fuck it, Bobby Davra. You can do the voice. <laughs> but, so you've got that. So you kind of have to go the Ewan McGregor as a young Alec Guinness. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, he didn't replay him at all, did he? No, because it was doing it was like echoes this. of Alec Guinness, yeah. but doing his own thing. So if you... If you wanted old Aaron Wright to be Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, what's the point of making it? Mm. I can't imagine he'd have got the job and been that far off of being. They must have seen something in him that they liked. Mm. So, I, like I say, that's a rumour rather than was released as fact. That kind of seemed to be like people piling shit on top of shit. But it's a film that you don't need. Yeah, don't need there's absolutely. so many minor characters that would have been great and I've said before the other problem is that you brought back the Han Solo that I love in the last Star Wars film only to kill him off only to tell me you're bringing Han Solo back but it's not the guy I love playing him playing him um, as with everything I keep an open mind but with Lord Miller gone Ron Howard stepping in to finish it off so whether that means Lord and Miller will still get credited as directors mm. or how much Ron Howard's doing I get the feeling they brought in Ron Howard because he'll do what they want he'll cookie cutter it whatever way they want rather than playing around and trying to be different but but yeah I don't know what is it necessarily a bad sign films have had directors leave before Edgar Wright famously left Ant-Man and Ant-Man turned out alright yeah it's just I don't know if the rumour mill is now I mean all we've got to, all we've got to know about this movie at the moment here the troubles that it's having that's all we've got to know but obviously it's a negative thing I think the problem with films like this and the Marvel movies is that they want directors with character but it's also got to fit into a box mm. so it's sort of because that's partly where DC have gone wrong is that they brought in characters who, directors whose character is too strong to be able to form a consistent universe mm. whereas Marvel it doesn't matter who directed it you know it's a Marvel movie it's got the same beats the same look the same feel and it says Marvel at the beginning that's also a clue mm. that is also a clue that doesn't mean it's a Marvel movie because they've got Marvel at the beginning of the X-Men films they're not Marvel movies they're not Marvel Universe they're not Marvel Studios yeah, okay uh, plus Stan Lee's anymore yes that he is but yeah so I think that's the problem with those kind of things I mean they replaced somebody on one of the other Star Wars was it there was something to do with Rogue One the guy who played Jabba the Hutt they replaced oh they did yeah they got that big fat green guy in mm. But to be fair, he looked more like the one from Return of the Jedi, so I can see why they cast him. Absolutely. Do you know? Sorry, because sidetrack and go to Star Wars. <laughs> I watched randomly on Sky. They had a Star Wars channel a couple of weeks ago, and I watched it. Elstree, nineteen seventy. No, but I want to watch that. Is it good? I, I don't know. I've downloaded it. I'm not no, sure it's, I, it's it. on Netflix. I'm sure it's on Netflix. Is it? it could be on Now TV. It's on one of them. I think it's on Now TV. You probably download it if you've got the movie channels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, the, it was the special edition of Star Wars. A New Hope was on. And uh, you know I've watched it many times, but I I was peeling potatoes at the time, not really interested in the story. But they had the clip, you know, the, the previously deleted clip of um, where he's Jabba. Jabba on the first one. It so doesn't work. It's so 
does not work. If you compare that scene to Return of the Jedi, there's so many things about it that doesn't work. This is the special editions of the Star Wars trilogy have aged them worse. Yeah. That's the problem with CG. CG will age a film faster than anything else. But you look at when 1997 when that came out, that was groundbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. We were all suckered in by it. Yeah. Same as you watch The Mummy now, the Brendan Fraser one. Mm. Like, God, at the, yeah, at the time, know. you were like, that is fucking amazing. Mm. That looks so real. I now you look at now, you're like, shit, PS2 was better. Do you know? I remember seeing, sh- um, I'm going to say Shadow How then. I thought we could say Hollow Shin was <laughs> Hollow Man thinking, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. But I bet, you know, I bet even now you look at back and it looks really dated. Yeah, but that Jabba scene. The, the way I don't mean the CGI or anything like that but the way that Jabba's portrayed compared to Return of the Jedi it just doesn't work it's, yeah he's a different character completely different you know and he's almost comical and he's almost wimpy and you know like, like comedy relief in it I mean bloody hell Han steps on his tail if he did that a Jedi he'd be thrown to the rankle do you know yeah. what I mean completely it's, different character it's one of those things that it just felt like it was put back in for the sake of putting it back but in exactly so they could have another couple of minutes onto their running time you bit know. like with some of the stuff in the Alien special edition Century Cannon oh, hang on Ace. hang on the stuff with Ripley's daughter you probably didn't need I suppose it pays into the Newt story but yeah no it's not the stuff you remember I don't remember what you're on about <laughs> somebody was saying it might have been on the Empire podcast that the thing with the Aliens special edition is because you see what's going on on LV426 mm. it then eliminates the mystery of what they can expect when they get there I will take absolutely no crap whatsoever with Alien special edition oh no I love the Aliens Please. special edition yeah but there's certain alright the Alien director's cut which is bizarrely shorter is it? But it's got extra scenes in it. Right. Yeah, because he put in extra stuff and then he trimmed other stuff back. Okay. I'm not sure I'm... I'm... Came, but the me- notable thing with that is where she finds Dallas cocooned. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was kind of like a... I didn't need that scene. Yeah. I just accepted that he'd been killed in the tunnel. Plus, there wasn't a queen on there, so why are they cocooning? What's laying the eggs on that shit? Oh, yeah. For what? Yeah. So, in the... Perhaps at the time they originally shot it, it made sense. Did they? That's a very good point. It's just the one alien, isn't it? Yeah. That comes from the chestburster. Exactly. They don't take any eggs back. Yeah. Although, I always got confused at the end of Alien. You know the bit where they... I always always bothered me when I was little, because you know the bit where she... It could, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen it, then you don't really should be listening to this bloody podcast. Where, they, where she blows out the airlock. The way that it's shot, I always thought there were three aliens. Because the way it's shot, it's like it shoots it, you know, and then it yeah. kind of goes from a different angle when you see it come out again, and then it comes out again. And uh, I always thought, oh, bloody hell, they're three aliens. Perhaps that's the mystery. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the coolest thing is that she floats through space for 70 odd years, and then the person who rescues her is Superman. Oh, yeah. From the radio program, the oh, Dirt Max yeah, radio. Course, yeah. I got really excited when I found out that I that one. <laughs> Back in my days of getting, lit. and you know, he was um, Adam in Jonathan Creek. Oh, okay, no, I never watched that. Never watched Jonathan Creek. No. What did you do in the nineties? Not watching Jonathan Creek. Good God! But you watched Noel's House Party, though, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and Baywatch. Who didn't watch Baywatch? Gladiators. I know we're, we're digressing. Have well, I, have I mean, I to be fair with Gladiators, it had Jet. 
Oh yeah. Not to be that guy, but mm. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, wolf for the ladies, I guess. Yeah. I was if, open. If you like that sort of thing. <laughs> right. That's why you weren't watching Jonathan Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? So yeah, so okay, so we got the hands up. Like I say, Rogue One. There were problems with Rogue One and reshoots and stuff like that, and it turned out all right. So you know, but I'm also in the minority of people who really didn't like Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I've watched it a few times now, and I just can't get on with it. So it could go either way for me within modern Star Wars, unfortunately. But but yeah. So anyway, that's Star Wars. But more excitingly, I think a film that you and I both really liked was Jurassic World. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it again, it was a film not without its faults. I've got a real kind of nostalgia love for how all the Jurassic Park movies, apart from the third one. Well, again, I, I, quite, I don't mind it. It's quite. It's just uh, yeah, you know, it's. It's um, it's Rocky Three, do you know? It's just kind of it's nice. Well, I think we all in. like the bit in Rocky Three where the Velociraptor speaks to him. Oh, that's fantastic, <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Jurassic World Two, it's happening. Yeah, uh, Pratt's back, Bryce Dallas Howard's back, Jeff Goldblum's back. Okay. Which is, I really hope it's not a case of we brought Jeff Goldblum back just to kill him. <laughs> You know, he's, he's going to walk out onto a big gantry where he'll see a velociraptor called Ben. <laughs> <laughs> My son! And, you know, he'll fall down a bottomless pit, then they'll blow a planet up. <laughs> it's how we kill the characters you loved as a child. <laughs> so, although... So, we were discussing before we pressed record on this. All we know at the moment is the, is the, the title... Title and the release date. And the release date and the tagline as well. Yeah. And I reckon we can probably guess or, you know, we can probably presume what the film will be about by that. So the film so. is called Jurassic Park Park Pork. It's Jurassic not at all, actually. <laughs> it's called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And the tagline is Life Finds a Way. Which is Goldblum's line from the first film. Exactly. So, what do you reckon is going to happen? I think a kingdom might fall. Yeah? Oh, I see what you're doing there. And do you think life will find a way? I think it might. Yeah? There's... I kind of wonder where they're going to go with this. Because you can't possibly have people going back to the island again. We've done it four times now. Alright, in two and three it was a different island. Hmm. But we've had people on the but island. But did they lose? They didn't leave the island, did they? In the first film, they didn't leave the island. The dinosaurs? No. Oh, you mean the dinosaurs leaving the island? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, everyone's been set either on yeah the main island or is it Isla Nubella, 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 the other island? Uh, Jersey and Guernsey. Yeah, Jersey and Guernsey. So the first one's on Jersey. Yeah. Guernsey. Then there was Old Guernsey. Guernsey. Yeah. And then Sark. back on Jersey. Right. That's what those films need. Bergerac. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're absolutely Bergerac versus T-Rex. Versus a T-Rex solving the murder. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's... Where'd you, where'd you go? Well, do you have dinosaurs off the island? Are they going to do dinosaurs as weapons, which is sort of what they were teasing you? I hope not. I hope it's going to go back where basically that the, the humans, they lose control of the island. This is what I hope happens. They lose control of the island. It basically becomes a prehistoric world. 
So the island will basically become a lost world. That's a good name for another dress apart. That's a good you? name. For yeah. Um, I so quite like the lost world. A lot of people hate the lost world. I can't, I they all like kind of. Which is, which is the one where she writes goes to New York? It's not New York. It's San Diego. Okay, that one. That's the lost world. All ah, right. It's the film where it sort of ends, and then they were like, "Although we'd kind of like to see him in a city, so we're going to tack another half hour on." Oh uh, yeah, okay. It's the one where you can't work out who ate the crew with the boat. Yeah. Because yeah, the course, baby yeah. T-Rex is too small and the mummy T-Rex was chained up downstairs. Oh, I see. So who ate the crew? Who's driving the boat? No, it's not a baseball thing. <laughs> What's driving the boat? Who? <laughs> 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 um, so I, I think that will happen. I reckon humans will have to leave. The, basically, the, the, they, the dinosaurs take over the island. But they've done that already. That's how it ended. It, well, it, well, that's what it's about. The humans are trying to regain the island. Maybe they've left the other miles or something. But the then aren't you just sort of go. going into Lost World territory a little bit? Well, absolutely, know. but where else could they go? But with, with the whole Life Finds A Way thing, and Fallen, Fallen Kingdom, to me, sounds like they've they've lost control of the island. And Life Finds A Way feels like everything's starting to evolve, so it'd be like the plants will start becoming prehistoric. <sighs> no, 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 no. Perhaps they make their way to England. Yeah. Overthrow the royal family. That kingdom... Yeah. And, you know, we are now owned by. Oh, I see. They all live in Buckingham Palace. And... Mm. But they're great for tourism. Yeah. Yeah, for, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. New one. Life finds queen. a way. Yeah. Or. They just go back to the island. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just go back to the island. Well, on the 22nd of June 2018, we'll find out. We'll find out. Can we put money on it? We'll put our ideas in an envelope. <laughs> Happy fruit. Yes! It's one of those things... Quick, let's go back to the island. The dinosaurs have taken it over. Yes! In I, your face, sir. I hope they've got a good story that they're not just doing it for the money. Yeah. It's not been a case of Jurassic World really successful, so write me a sequel. But I haven't got a story, just anything. A kid gets lost on the island. They have to go in and save him. Quick, look, get out the DVDs. Have we done this before? No, we're around. I said after Jurassic World came out. I think when we did the Jurassic World spoiler, um, me and Joy Amy, uh, when you were off uh, finding yourself or whatever it was you were doing for that year, but um, I think I said then that I kind of wanted the sequel. To and be... Joy Amy, I didn't tell you that. <laughs> that was me all along. Excellent. I knew that Mission Impossible kit would work out. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Amy. Don't she listen? Does she listen? I don't know. Probably not anymore. I'll make it listen. I'll go out her house. All right, fair enough. I don't know where she lives anymore. She moved. She That's didn't true. tell me. Mm. So many people do that to me. Yeah. It's weird. Me mum. Do you mean I shouldn't have told you what I'm doing? No. Damn it. <laughs> it's all right. I've got a tracker on you. <laughs> You're too valuable. <laughs> um, yeah, I said that I kind of wanted the sequel to just be a short film that is... Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern all sat in a bar watching the events of Jurassic World happening on a news report on the screen and just been like, can you believe these people are this fucking dumb? <laughs> Life finds a way. Shut it! <laughs> that was my one thing with Jurassic World. You would have thought a basic stipulation of building that is that they had some form of underground bunker in case the shit ever hit the fan. Mm. That it wouldn't just be, yeah, just go sit outside just in case, you know. Quick, put the shutters down on all the shops. <laughs> Yeah, underneath the parasols, that'd be fine. But just a little safe underground area where they could all go, where their heat signature won't attract dinosaurs. Mm. 
rather than sitting yeah. in the park. Also, you would have thought that they'd have little expl- all the dinosaurs with little like explosives in them that they could just trigger and just kill them. And just what, like it's fucking Rutger Hauer wedlock? Yeah. That'd be the sequel. It's like Rutger Hauer's wedlock, but it's Rutger Hauer's got a collar on, mm. a Velociraptor's got a collar on. If they get so distant, so far apart from each other... Absolutely. Their heads explode. Yeah. Kind of want to watch wedlock again, then. Oh, no. You ever seen wedlock? No. It was a Rutger Hauer film where they had to wear collars. They got a certain distance apart from each other because they were prisoners. So he doesn't get married. So it was the buddy system. Well, it was a woman. I can't remember. Was she the other prisoner? Yeah. Are they married? Because there's a bit where one of them's on a bus and the other one isn't. And he's got to chase the bus um, on foot. Is the bus rigged to explode if it goes over? Well, well if the bus gets so far away from the other one, they'll both explode, thus taking out the bus. Are you sure nothing the speed? I don't think they wore collars in speed. Oh. Can't watch speed now as well. Do you know what film can we just digress like? Do you know what film I watched? I think we've been digressing for a while. <laughs> I watched randomly on Sunday night and it was on Sky and I thought, do you know what, I'll give it a watch. Roadhouse. I've seen Roadhouse for years. It's a brilliant film. It's one of those associated brilliant films. Yeah, it's ace. Roadhouse. Whereas I've had myself a Michael Keaton double bill where last night I watched The Founder. Yeah, I'd love that. Which is superb. Great film. Absolutely loved it. And then I watched Spider-Man Homecoming today. Mm. So, oddly similar characters. <laughs> We're not talking about Spider-Man today, though, because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so anyway, Spider-Man spoilers for Andy's benefit. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Spider-Man in it. But how good is the founder, though? It's a great film. Great film. It? Loved it. Have you seen Saving Mr. Banks? No. The same director. That's really good as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, we did... So anyway, yeah, Mr. Banks, Fallen Kingdom. Right, yep. Saving the fa- the founder finds a way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm excited for Jurassic World 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like the first one. I just, there's something I, I quite, I mean, I love monster movies anyway, anything with big monsters in it, I love it. Um, so, yeah, I just find, I just like the, dress, the Jurassic Park slash world movies are just kind of nice. They're brain candy, aren't they? I really like it. Apart from the clever. third one, which even the third one I'll watch. Remind me which one the third one. Is that the one where the kid goes missing on the island? Yeah, where the T-Rex is killed by the Spinosaurus and everybody's kind of, you killed the T-Rex, you motherfuckers, I'm out. But, oh, is that a different T-Rex? It's the T-Rex from The Lost World. Okay. Oh, right. Because the one from Jurassic, Jurassic World, World is the one from Jurassic one. Park. Yeah. And Jurassic World doesn't seem to acknowledge 2 and 3 which would be interesting with Jeff Goldblum coming back mm. for Jurassic World 2 whether that'll then if you have the same leather jacket on yeah or whether that'll acknowledge Jurassic World Lost World mm. which I suppose you've kind of got to you can't really which is the one in the giant bird cage that third, third one right uh, which is better than a giant class atrium that a helicopter can crash into yeah just saying Jurassic World mm. that's true plan your shit better you'd think if that glass was soft enough that a fucking helicopter could smash through it wouldn't necessarily keep them in better system that's all I'm saying insurance on that place must be a friggin nightmare they just don't learn do they? they don't they don't learn they don't they think they won't get away but speaking of people not learning hey Watchmen's being developed for a TV series for HBO. I have literally nothing to add. No. Um, fan of the Watchmen comic? I, I read it because I wanted because of the movie. That was the only thing that really led me to it. And it was a 
So he said, oh, yeah, it's okay, let's move on to something else. Um, I'm glad you said that, because Watchmen for me has been one of those ones that I appreciate it for what it is. Uh, I couldn't really give two shits. No. I, I think it was just the wrong time for me. It's not the kind of superhero comics that I like. Like I say, I get it, I appreciate it, and there's some great stuff in it, but it's sort of from that Alan Moore, Frank Miller period where it's just mean. Mm. It doesn't it's, really it's, need to it's mean. A, it's a spin. It was done. Oh, I know what we can do. This is a bit different to everyone else. Let's do a real adulty, dark and dingy. That's all the kind of it. Yeah, like Kickass. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know. See, I really like the movie of Kickass. Kickass Two, the film is shit. That's vile. Kickass Two is vile. Not as vile as the comic of it. Is it really? The comic's horrible. The comic's mean for the sake of being mean. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his face? What's the bad guy called in it? Um, what, not Jim. Ke- oh, um. The um, thing is, Dad. No, um, the bad guy, the kid from the first one. He becomes the bad guy in the second the one. The motherfucker. Yeah. Is that his name, the motherfucker? It is at the end of the first one. Is it? I can't remember. Fucking yeah. McLovin. McLovin, yeah. Yeah. There's a bit in the comic version where he like shoots a bunch of fucking five-year-olds. Yeah. For no, not for nothing. Mm just guns them down on the street and it's just fucking it's mean it's like why it's like that's not edgy it's not cool it's not serving any purpose mm. it's like ooh it shows you how evil he is like, we can do that a different way mm. okay. but yeah so but yeah um, nothing at the moment on whether it's going to be another adaption of the comic or whether it's going to incorporate the before Watchmen stuff they did a few years ago oh, or whether yeah, it's going to be its own continuation yeah. or or whether it's just going to be a series set in the world of Watchmen. Mm. I quite like the characters. I quite like, like riding a Rorschach. Rorschach's a great character. Yeah, I like that. The others are kind of really, you know. Yeah, the others are just sort of something and nothing. Rorschach's the one you remember because Rorschach's the one that's kind of like just interesting. And but yeah, I don't know. I, the movies didn't really do much for me, to be honest. Mm. Again, as a as a solid adaption of a comic panel to screen kind of thing it was an interesting experiment but it kind of suffered from not being enough of its own thing mm. it's that dangerous thing if you watch a comic movie like, it's nothing like the comic why couldn't it be more like the comic and then you get one that's exactly like the comic and you just kind of it's like the comic why why, wouldn't it do its own thing it's yeah. just too much like it it's just I mean it's Damon Lindelof who wrote Prometheus mm. <laughs> Kind of tells me. But he also wrote Tomorrowland, which is a film that got maligned that I really quite like. Is it Tomorrowland? George Clooney? Is it the one with the badge? badge? Yeah. No. It's good. I've got it if you want to borrow it. I'm sure I've got it somewhere. You probably have. Sky Movies. Is, I don't, I'm not like, like ripping his films or anything like that. I, I usually have Sky Movies and everything's on there at the moment. Except in Bruges. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got to give you that, but I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> you were going to watch it before you went to Bruges. Yeah, and I've been to Bruges now, I want to watch it. Good point. I'll put that on. But yeah, so and yeah, that's sort of it. I mean, comic-wise, the uh, you had the Howard Chaykin cover for "Divided States of Hysteria" number four that everybody's been talking about. Yeah, that caused controversy. But we were saying that before. It's a, that's not even a nice cover. No, it's a horrible cover. Even I don't mean the subject who was out to shock, but even from the design point of view, it's the design, the art's yeah. not nice. It's just. 
Yeah, it's almost a bit confusing what's going on as well. And it's, it's, like a it's one of those things that I'm not really one for censoring art for for fear of upsetting people, but it see, feels like it was a calculated move to deliberately upset people and get people feeling the wrong way about well, it. Well, it got publicity. I'd never heard of that comment before. I haven't. I don't even think... I think the first issue's just come out. Mm. So we're talking a couple of months ahead. It's... It was designed to wild outrage or opinion from people. Yeah. It's quite a good marketing campaign in a way. It is, but it's unnecessarily offensive in many ways. Um, it's a cover, which is a problem. Because if it was art, if it was a panel within the comic, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, it'd be far worse than that. I think because it's on the cover, and a cover offers absolutely zero context. Yeah. So it just looks like a hate image. So can we briefly describe it so people are wondering to don't do it's, that? Yeah, it's a man of seemingly Asian skin colour mm-hmm. being hung from his neck outside a restaurant with a uh, a happy ending with every meal or something on the signs. Yeah, that's what actually on, yeah. Um, and he's had like his genitals cut off. Bleeding everywhere, and, yeah. And then he's got a name tag that's got a racial slur on it. Oh, I didn't see that, but I couldn't zoom in. Yeah, it's, right. It's well, other people have said the word, but I don't like the word, so I'm not going to say it. But it's is the, it uh, going to that? No, it's the P word. Four letters. Percy. What people called Asian people a lot when we were younger, but starts with a P and has a K in it. Oh right. <laughs> so Percy. <laughs> They're not spelling Percy right. <laughs> But yeah, so you've got that, which is a problem in itself. Mm. But I, yeah, I say I don't overly have an opinion either way. I can see why people are offended by it, and I can see why people are defending it. Yeah, but if they weren't, but the thing is, if they had such a problem with it, the fact that now that comic book's going to sell, it so is. Not. But there are cleverer ways of getting that message across. Yeah, without being so many faces. And I've got no time for the people that were kind of like, you know, oh, it's, you see, you'd see this image as a photo in real life and it wouldn't offend you as much. I'm pretty sure it would. Yeah. And it's... It just seems... To, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly... I I don't know. Like I said, I can see both sides of the argument. And I just feel like it was done as a way to get the comic out there mm. for people to notice it. But... But yeah, so that was sort of a... Yeah. It's a shame that whenever we seem to talk about comics, it's... There's always the, dark, the bad thing about it's it. It's the bad thing about it, yeah. And it's the, the controversy. Although in good news, my Too Much Coffee Man omnibus came. I didn't like the cover. Did you not? The graphic. Yeah. Is it because he's smoking? <laughs> yeah. Actually, fuck yeah, you probably get more shit for that because he's smoking on the cover. It is a beast. Isn't it, just? It's a proper tongue. He's thought the bone complete bo- book was bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the big bone. I think we all have the big bone on the bus. Have you got the colour version or the black and white version? Uh, I can't remember. I think mine might be black and white. But I love it. There's a great quote on the back of that too much coffee, man. <laughs> the, uh, Somewhere between anticipation and nostalgia, we should have been happy. Which could be the strap line for this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. 
life finds a way somewhere between <laughs> the fallen kingdom <laughs> but say too much coffee man was my first sort of foray into the world of small pressy sort of comics although he was with dark horse by that point but yeah. moving away from the capes and tights and flights of superheroes and being told to give too much coffee man a try you know what the artwork that reminds me of do you remember big train yes do you remember the staring competitions yeah reminds me of that yeah i think that predates it so yeah so maybe Big Train ripped off too much coffee, man. Big Train. Big Train. Throw him into the pit of ice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll sort of end the news again with sad news, because after we put up the other podcast, sadly, Adam West died. Yes. Which, for uh, fans of a certain age... Can, yeah, older than us older than us and us because we had the reruns in the late 80s early 90s didn't we yeah on See, channel 4 I, I, I never really followed it though. I mean I was aware of it it was my first introduction to Batman but uh, I think it's because my mum absolutely my mum and dad absolutely hated it so we could never have because it always used to be on channel 4 so. yeah and I, I think they'll you know the the, the, yeah, the whole Adam West Batman thing was because they hated it so much I was kind of taught not to like it until I had my own opinion does that make sense yeah and it's all silly. Look at, the, look at all the big letters that pop every time they hit somebody. Look at the shark repellent, that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> that really sounds like you weren't allowed your own opinion in your house really until you were a certain age. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> when you're 16, you can have an opinion. <laughs> uh, I got it. it was on my birthday card. Congratulations! <laughs> you can now have your own opinion. <laughs> you have an opinion, then on the back of the card, it just said wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you have an opinion because I said you could. Um, that the only memorable line from uh, the Demi Moore film G.I. Jane when I want your opinion I'll give it to you <laughs> um, uh, so so yeah I mean for me uh, yeah I, I kind of caught up with it later on but for me Adam West I have to admit Adam West is Mayor West from the family yeah see I used to love the 60s Batman to the point where when the Michael Keaton Batman movie came out and I was seeing the trailers for it I was kind of like what the fuck have they done to Batman mm-hmm. They ruined him. They've made him mean. And he doesn't even go pow when he hits anybody. And he just seems to be picking people up and, and threatening them. Where's Joker? No, my yeah. God, where's Robin? But yeah, and then I think I went through that thing that most Batman 66 fans went through of, this is Batman, this is the greatest Batman I've ever seen. Tim Burton comes along and it's like, that is not Batman, this mm. is Batman. Batman is dark and gritty. And then you sort of, as you get older again and nostalgic... Mm. I kind of missed the goofy days and you know and you three Nolan films in and you're kind of like just crack a smile man just once <laughs> just a little joke <laughs> and um it's kind of strange that Adam West and holy Rod- platform <laughs> kind of strange that Adam West and Roger Moore sort of died so close to each other mm. given that they are considered to be the campy versions of the characters they play oh yeah Sort of like if there was ever a James Bond Batman 66 team up, it'd be Roger Moore and Adam West mm. kind of thing. But there were team ups, but it was there a team a team up of um, Green Hornet and, um, and Batman at one point, or Kato and Batman. There was Green Hornet climbing up the wall, right? I can't remember if they ever did an episode where they crossed over or not. I know they did an episode where they came to London. I'm sure Kato but appears and Batman and Kato are fighting. Quite possibly. 
It's very possible. Like I say, it's been a long time since I've watched them. I've still not worked all my way through the whole box set yet. Mm. I did dig out my old Batman case book. Mm. It was the book of the Batman 66 series after he died and was just looking through it, feeling nostalgic and shit. Because Batman 66, in the back of that book, it says that they would nearly picked up for a fourth season on another network, mm. but it was dependent on them still having all the sets. And it turned out the sets had been destroyed the day before. So that's why we never got a fourth series of it. So was there only really only ever three series? Three series. There were a lot of episodes in it, though, because yeah. seasons ran for longer then than they did. Mm. It wasn't like a 22 and out. It was like 30, 40 episodes and. I suppose because it was half hour as well. Mm. But no, it was again a bit like when Robin Williams died. Adam West is one of those people that's always sort of been there. Mm. So it's bizarre when he's gone. <laughs> but and it's sad, and you know, beyond Batman, he was in like Hooper and like you say, Family Guy, and he popped up in an episode of Lois and Clark, mm. which is one of my favourite episodes of Lois and Clark when I was younger because Batman and the Riddler were in it. Because they had Frank Gorshin in the same episode. Oh. But... Did they make any sly comments about him being Batman or anything? Not that I remember, no. It's just It was a nice sort of tribute to the past. Mm. In the, you know. It was only... It wasn't that long ago I realised that the guy from Rocky was the, jo- was, um, the Joker. Bird the Penguin. But Penguin, yeah, of course it was. Bird of Meredith. Bird of Meredith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Joker. Caesar Romero. That's it. Because he wouldn't shave his moustache. Yeah. You've got the white paint over the moustache. But, but yeah, so, I mean, that's sad. I mean, they've said that they're going to pay tribute to him in Family Guy. Mm. And there's still the other Batman 66 animated movie to come out with William Shatner as Two-Face. Oh, really? <laughs> so, which is based on the lost episode. Yeah. Apparently they'd written an episode with Two-Face in it but never filmed it. Because the rumour was that Two-Face was going to be played by Clint Eastwood. Oh, but they're doing it with a uh, William Shatner for the cartoon, mm. which I believe from what I've read that Adam West had finished it, so it should come out. Mm. But we just sort of seem to be at that age now where people are dying. dying. Sadly, <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody said that 2016 was a horrible year for celebrity death and that, but it just sort of we seem to fit that period where celebrities of a certain generation are sadly leaving us. Mm. Or getting done for child abuse. Or getting done for child abuse, which... Or getting away with rape, as Bill Cosby thing was. Uh, That's still... I was watching a documentary, but I'm going to go off, and I apologise for doing this in the middle of an Adam West thing. But you brought it up. (laughs) But there was a documentary about the fall of Bill Bill Cosby. It's kind of... Because obviously once the allegations came out, as with everything, they removed all... DVDs of the Cosby Show from sale and everything. It's kind of—is it then? The Cosby Show was a great series, and he was his character was a great character in it. Mm. But it's sort of—it was an iconic series. It was a groundbreaking series. But is it now forever marred? Can you no longer enjoy the Cosby Show? Yeah, because of the association. It's like, can you not listen to Leader of the Pack anymore? Not Leader of the Pack. What was the? Um, Do you want to be in my gang? The Gary Glitter song. Yeah. Is that forever gone because... Can I never watch Animal Hospital anymore? Exactly. Mm. All them poor dogs. Yeah. But it's it's a weird thing. It's like, you know, if... If, God forbid, like, you know, they were like... Stan Lee was a fucking 
committed these heinous crimes. Yeah. Would we then turn our back on all Marvel movies because of the connection? Because he had a cameo in it. I mean, more rats would be fucked. That's very but true. Yeah. It's this weird thing of like you know. Well, what are we allowed to do? You know, are we allowed to look back? And is is it wrong that I still think that there was some groundbreaking stuff in the Cosby Show and that it was a really good, really well played sitcom? Yeah. Because knowing to, what a horrible fucking man he probably is. I used to love Rolf Harris's cartoon time. Cartoon Club. Cartoon Rolf's Club. Cartoon you, Club. You can join the day. And it used to be the thing, didn't it? Before the news on BBC One, you'd have yeah. a five-minute. Warner Brothers cartoon yeah. and then you draw a, a couple of minutes it. of him drawing a character from it showing you how to draw Bugs Bunny yeah. and that's how I learned a lot of shit of how to draw certain yeah. characters and you know having confidence to do a full fucking swing with a pen rather than you know little bit little bit little bit little bit and it was his confidence got me to travel I'm sure <laughs> but it is this it's this bizarre thing it's like you know does it make the work they did any less because of the kind of person they were? Yeah. That's a very good question. It's like... I mean, I get why you pull things like the Cosby Show from sale is because you don't want the, him to benefit from the sale of it anymore. Because I'm sure he makes money from every episode. But, again, he still did the work. So why should he not? I think it's, you know, people don't want to be seen to be funding a rapist or a child abuser or whatever the mm. particular crime is. No, it's a bit of a dodgy area, this. It is, it is. It's just, it was just something that sort of popped into my head because I was, they obviously show clips from the Cosby show in it and mm. I was laughing at it and thinking. And as a stand-up, he did groundbreaking stuff as a stand-up. Some mm. of his stand-up stuff is absolutely superb. It's, uh, Sort of from that age where it was clever, like the Bob Newhart driving instructor thing. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that genius simplicity of comedy, without swearing or anything like that. And because I mean, Richard Pryor idolised Bill Cosby. He was his hero. Richard Pryor was devastated when Bill Cosby told him that he swears too much. Yeah. <laughs> In his routines and that. And but and it's just such a. Biz- like I say, is should you feel wrong for still liking them? If you own the Cosby Show and you watch it and it was your favourite thing, mm. should yeah. you feel wrong for? Them? It's like if it came up that one of the main four from Red Dwarf had got convicted of something. Well, he did, didn't he? Well, he did, but all right, something you know yeah. heinous. Yeah. Would you then be persecuted for still having Red Dwarf DVDs? Very good point. Absolutely. Could I? Are, look- are you seen to be supporting? Well, it's the whole Woody Allen thing, I suppose. I'll say what it is. Can I still enjoy the Naked Gun? I was thinking that because I watched that OJ Simpson Made in America mm. documentary and I was thinking that because they were on about Naked Gun and I was like, is it wrong that I still really like his character in Naked I Gun? I know, absolutely. And it's do like, you, where do you go from separating character from actor? Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you know, if I would never sidetrack, I watched, um, I was watching a couple of episodes randomly of Police Squad because I found out Airplane was on Sunday night I thought oh, do you know what I really want to watch Police Squad and the one joke of Police Squad that still has me howling with laughter is on the first episode of Police Squad and it's the one where they go and the, the, the woman's husband dies you find, you find out that it was actually her that killed him and they go around and they say we apologise and they go around to the house we apologise for disturbing you at this difficult time we would have come here earlier but your husband wasn't dead then that is one of my favourite oh still the one I always love because it always seems to be the one that I catch is the one with the protection racket where he goes undercover as the um, guy who cuts keys 
can't remember that. Which episodes are that later on? Episodes two. It was only seven episodes. Six I honestly episodes. can't. Yeah, I can't, honestly can't remember what number it was. Yeah. But it always used to seem to be the one that was on telly, so it was the one I saw <laughs> the most. But but yeah, so we sort of hijacked the sad news of Adam West. With, <laughs> uh, but anyway, Barry Norman. <laughs> <laughs> So this is one that really fucking upset me on Saturday because yeah. Barry Norman was my film critic like a lot of people in America had Siskel and Ebert we had Barry Norman you ever saw your films no it's probably a good job <laughs> <laughs> but it was I was trying to think when I first discovered Barry Norman because mm. it always feels like I watched film for longer than I did I think I tried to write a thing about it and it just came out as gibberish but I think my first exposure to Barry Norman apart from like seeing him on the Morecambe and Wise Christmas special and that was when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out oh okay yeah and he was reviewing it on film 90 yeah and my memory is sitting up late to watch it but yeah. I know that couldn't have been the case because it would have been a school night yeah and it would have been on at about 11 o'clock at night and there's no way so my my mum must have taped it for me and I watched it at her house on the Tuesday but I remember watching it for the turtles thing and I don't know why I was so invested in Barry Norman liking it but you know I think because I was a massive turtles fan Mm. I just wanted everybody to like it and tell me how good it was and um so yeah I got my mum to tape it because I was devouring everything that was Ninja Turtles at the time because I knew I wasn't going to see the film at the cinema because my mum wasn't going to take me with up. Yeah. So I was pretty much just devouring every clip. And it's odd, when I think back now, I remember watching Turtles 2 more than Turtles 1 yeah. as a child. Um, but yeah, so I remember her taping that and I watched that bit. But I watched the whole episode and I found I really liked him. And that would normally be the part where, you know, you'd be like, and I told my mum she must tape it every week from then on. Can you remember any other episodes? But that she way? didn't. No, I can remember. Never movies that were repeating that episode. Not in that episode, no. Because the only other I watched loads of them, but the only other film I can remember reviewing is Open Your Eyes, the original Spanish version of Vanilla Sky. All oh, right. I remember him reviewing that as well. Because I honestly can't remember what he thought about Ninja Turtles. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then it's just one of those things that I always felt like I watched it for longer than I did. But I adore his books. I've got. My one huge regret, I don't regret much, because, you know, there's nothing to be gained from it, but that I didn't go and see him when he was in Gloucester doing his Evening with Barry Norman. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I bought the CD of it, but yeah. I wish I'd been able to go and see it live. My, my um, memory of the, the film series, uh, I don't know which one it was, was my mum, my mum is, there still kind of is, not as much now massively into Michael Douglas movies loves Michael Douglas and I remember her taping it and then we were getting up early in the morning for school and then we would sit down and we would watch it before we went to school Cool. and I just remember because it was like oh this is so naughty this is because this is on really really late at night yeah. and I'm watching it you know it's one of the things I was like it always felt oddly adult to yeah. watch it and even the music listening to the theme tune now still kind of it's very nostalgic as well you know I wish I knew how it would feel to be free is that the name of the tune? yeah no. mm. Um, but yeah it's, like I said I remember moving to Sky and I remember watching it when he moved to Sky more than I probably did the BBC one yeah but he was just such a good storyteller as well yeah he wasn't phased by celebrity or anything like that he yeah. wasn't starstruck he, it wasn't like I like Jonathan Ross but there's a lot with Jonathan Ross where 
it feels a little bit pally and pandering to these mm. people because they're famous. You prefer Flawdy Winkleman, don't you? We're just going to leave that. <laughs> but, and, you know, when... I like Jonathan Ross on the programme as well, but there was just something about Barry Norman that it just felt a little bit more grown up, a little mm. bit more... smart. Um, like I say, his book's fantastic. His second book, um, I'll See You in the Morning, about his life with his wife that he wrote after she died, is wonderful. Mm. Superb. I mean, his first book's great as well, his life and film and that. And, and like I say, a lot of the stories in that are the ones he did during his evening with. Mm. but yeah like I say great storyteller and you know because he hung around with a lot of famous people a lot of great stories which helps mm, absolutely there's <laughs> no good being a great storyteller if you're not. it's weird that he died his dad was a film director and one of the big film his dad directed was Dunkirk oh right and it's strange that he died this year the As year that Christopher thought. Nolan's Dunkirk yeah. has come out oh. I mean, kind of likes the idea that he at least got to see it before he died mm. Because it was one of the things that he knew he was ill, but I don't think anybody else did. Yeah. But but no, like I said, I was really, really sad about that. Oddly affected me more. Yeah. Probably, the, yeah. It's not Celebrity deaths don't overly... They affect me, but if not... They, if they got something to do with your childhood. For but instance, the ones that really affected me were... When Heath Ledger died, I was devastated. Yeah. Partly because he was just... Well, he was my age and he was probably one of the best acting talents we had of our mm. of our age group so that was sad uh, when Robin Williams died I was devastated I'm really not interested mm. when Prince died I found it really sad but I wasn't as devastated and like I say Barry Norman dying mine was David Bowie I think yeah absolutely good but talking about people that we got to that stage where people from my childhood are dying this month we've also had Obviously not the same as Adam West and Barry Norman, but we've had Bodger from Bodger and Badger Rockbacks. and Rockbacks Today. Rockbacks Today, yeah, I know. It's, which is weird because they were putting clips of Rockbacks on. I was like, shit, I used to love watching Yeah, Rockbacks. I did as well. So, but... But yeah, so it's... Yeah, it sucks. kind of feels like every every mm. time we do one of these we've got to add in a new... It is. So-and-so yeah. sadly died. But it is just the age people are at, unfortunately. Having grown up in the eighties and early nineties, and people sort of then. Oh, one bit of news we didn't talk about. We're talking about things being taken away from us. But one thing I meant to put down that I clean forgot about is that they're reviving Animaniacs. Yes, I heard about that. Amazing. If they do it right, this could be the greatest thing in the world ever. Mm. If they don't fuck around with the format like they did with some of the later incarnations of Looney Tunes, yeah. Which is Spielberg still doing it, and if he's smart, which I think he is, yeah, he'll know that it's a winning formula as it is, and to not mess with it. But I think it'll say voices. I believe so. Yeah, I believe mm. they're bringing back. I think everyone's still alive. That was mm. certainly Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Mm. So, but no, I meant to. So we, yeah, we've we've done the sadly loss, but we're also getting back. Yeah, which. That was sadly. I mean, we talked about it recently on one of our uh, nerds ponders kind of mm. segments. But absolutely adored anime. It's that was Saturday mornings for me. Mm. So, but yeah, so we're ending on a high with that one. Yay! Um. So yeah, so that's sort of it. News-wise, you probably missed loads, and there's probably been a load drop while we've been recording. But um. But yeah, sort of anything else you've. Anything you wanted to plug? Have we mentioned the the, the new Dread thing? 
the TV series? We did, yeah. We watched that last Yeah, time. we mentioned it when they was mentioned it. <laughs> you were there, yeah. I you weren't there. conscious, but you were there. I was there. I was uh, doing your voice for that episode. Oh, okay. Crap. <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? There's something I else think that's it. So, yeah. I mean, this month. done some True Believer news. Um, draw Something Sunday oh, still did, going on. Yeah, let's quick give out two minutes. Because that's always good fun. Because you're starting to do the Tuesday, Tuesday as well, haven't you? I've noticed. I did that this week, yeah. I just, mm. It's different things we've been trying. We tried the Watcher reading Wednesday, but nobody really sort of got behind it. So it's because they're too busy reading. Yeah, it's just sort of quietly disappeared. Yeah. I mean, I might try and do it again at another point, possibly yeah. when it gets a bit more wintry again. Can we have a What's for Your Tea Thursdays? A what? What's for Your Tea Thursdays? What's for Your Tea Thursdays? Yeah. Nice. And What's Your Tea Fridays? That'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what pants are you wearing Saturdays? Well, it's weird because the weekends are a barren space. You put any news out of the weekend, it will not engage with people as much as it does during the week. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, the um, True Believers Tuesday tune was just something I tried this week. Partly because I had that Foo Fighters song stuck in my head. Yeah. Which is quite heavy. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Foo Fighters song is quite heavy for them. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't like it? No, I love it. I love oh. the song. I love the song and I love the falling down video. Yeah. Because it was that or the. I actually put the Thor video up. Mm. And I thought the falling down one was more interesting. Mm. And the Thor one, at least if I didn't put the Thor one up, people could watch it and be like, what fucking comic book movie is this from? Because I was going to put it as a question, you know, if you can tell us which comic book movie it's from, then, you know. Falling down? What? The video. Of the Foo Fighters. But the Foo Fighters song went to Thor walk oh the video is an homage to falling down I didn't oh right I didn't you just not click on the link no I didn't <laughs> Did I follow you <laughs> but yeah but yeah so I'm doing that and that's just something I do on the because we set up a we are true believers group page mm. so that, you know people that are it's better than the event page and the main page because I got a notification the other day for a post that somebody had made on the main page in February <laughs> yeah. asking about whether there was food at the race course or not whether they needed to bring a picnic so I kind of like replied to it kind of like yeah. sorry this is really late replying but everyone who's got a notification about this there was food it was quite nice <laughs> we had food this year it's great but um so yeah so I set up the group page which has got about 51 members of the group which is nice mm. and I've kind of set it up where I'm not inviting people to it people are finding it by themselves mm. and that kind of thing where people can post about you know I think it will come into play more as the events get closer with people being kind of like you know I'm going to be here at this time who fancies doing a group cosplay photo shoot it's a good place to sort of build it that way rather than because you only really get notifications if the event organisers post on an event page mm. rather than if Joe Bloggs does so we've got that but yeah I think the thing I'm loving at the moment is the Draw Something Sunday yeah there's certainly some regulars on there now yeah, which set up, and I tend to tag the regulars, just let them know it's happening. And it's a good one. It's a good excuse for me to at least try and bash something out quickly to post up there. Mm. But because I did that while I was watching that, I watched a documentary about National Lampoon. Oh yeah, the magazine and the movie and that. Superb again. It's on mm. uh, Drunk, Stoned, and Dead. I think it's called, or Drunk, Stoned, Brilliant, Dead. Mm. It's on. You can download it through Sky. I'd, I'd be interested to watch that, actually, because for me, National Lampoons is... Uh, all that is 
is a weird name that's tagged onto certain films that I've, I quite like. Yeah. I don't know anything about National Lampoon itself. So See, National it, Lampoon, that's a good name. That's the kind of name we want. For yeah. I think National Lampoon's taken now, but... Yeah, uh, I think it has, absolutely. But it's not that. But yeah, um, I think... I think one shy of a hundred drawings in the gallery now. Saw, yeah, ninety-nine. Yeah, you said. Not, in, not including the two covers that I did. Yeah, which I don't count. So yeah, we got ninety-nine in there. So hopefully this Sunday or get the thing. But yeah, it's a lot of regulars. A few people are finding it off the back of tagging other people in mm. it. Yeah, I find it really interesting to see what happens. It, I love the idea that we're that we're pushing something. It's something I'm very passionate about. And I love the idea that it's like a communal thing. It's almost like like a, like a drinking draw in your own house kind of thing. It is, yeah, and it's it's good. And I mean, we call it draw something Sunday, and we ideally want to see something you drew that day. But is it worth there's, one day? There's, there's leeway for people to yeah. be kind of, you know. Is it worth maybe? One I don't day think you're using challenge. the right ink if yours was done on the Saturday and the ink was still wet on the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it was emulsion. Couldn't have used. <laughs> I think you used too much ink. <laughs> <laughs> is it worth maybe? I don't know. Just an idea, like setting a theme. Well, I did think thing. about making it as a theme, but then you sort of. I know you potentially do. suck the fun out of especially if somebody was going to draw that day anyway yeah. something in my head like if I'm finishing a draw off or something like that but I don't know maybe it's an optional thing I like the idea of you know yeah to just doing something really obscure but they'll have you know like, um, not something like a draw superhero but like, yeah because that's one you know. thing I like is that it's not a lot of superheroes yeah. there are some people who do superheroes but then we've had the you get Dominic Lennon does stuff yeah. and I can't remember her name now, but she does fantastic different sort of colour things. One was like a... I think one was a mug one week, and... And then you've got, like, Zoe. Her thing's been a progression of a thing for the last few weeks. Yeah, that was absolutely... So, she's gone from just posting up pictures of nuns. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really good as well, because we're getting people involved, like the King's Legacy guys get involved, and... Dan Butcher who does Vanguards gets involved and I accidentally tagged Dylan Teague in it and then removed him because I was like I don't want him to feel like I'm pressuring him into doing it yeah oh yeah I think if Dylan Teague started drawing I think I'd give up <laughs> um, uh, hang on a minute because um, I went to tag Dave Jones and you know, it just comes up with all my D's so I just I thought I clicked on Dave and it was Dylan underneath <laughs> so I clicked on Dylan and I was like oh shit no I, I don't like you know tagging people in things unnecessarily kind of Jobby. It was Sunday. What day was Sunday? It was Sunday. I just found True Believers Church. Nice. True Believers True Jitsu. <laughs> Come and worship to us and defend yourselves. <laughs> but no, it's good and it's nice and like I say, it's it's gone. Um, it's gone a hell of a lot better than I thought it would. Mm. I um. Yeah, it's great fun. I honestly thought it was just going to be me and then me blackmailing you into doing a drawing every week. Right, I found it. We've got 100, 101, that kids the two. That's the two, yeah, the two covers, the original cover and then the... Uh... So we've got some people who have contributed so far. Uh, Sam Webster. Zoe. Yep. Um, Dave Jones. I've got your mum down here, but she hasn't contributed, has she? No, she's just like the page. She's oh, just like I see. It. Yeah. Um... Me, you. Yeah. He said Zoe. Uh, Andrew Pauly's done a couple. Susie Gander's done some. How do you pronounce that? Uh, Dekelia? Sorry. Dekelia. 
So it's like you know, that yeah. was from week two. That's her work, yeah, absolutely. So, but the gallery's great, and I've done it so that each week I post up what it is on the Monday, so you can all see it. And yeah, it's just great, and it's quite interesting watching the album grow. Mm. And it was great. It's just some real different styles in there as well. It's different styles, different things. Like I say, some of it's superheroes, some of it's robots, robots. Some of it's just random objects. Some of it's pages from people, panels from comics. Like Susie Gander put up a few Periwinkle ones that she, because mm. that's what she'd been working on. It's awesome that she shared it. Uh, Sam put up his um, logo for, for his. Was that his logo? Is it? It's him, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, for his um, YouTube channel. Mm. That and like I say, the King's Legacy guys do it, and they do it on paper that looks like a blank variant cover of their own comic, and then they draw on it. So they like drawn Elvis. They did Saracen from uh, Gladiators. Do you know? I just twigged that they did that. That's a fantastic idea. I think. Do you know that is brilliant? Can we nick that? What? Can imagine that's, that's doing a King Legacy blank variant. No, no, no. Doing a True Believers blank variant. What? I did think about that. <laughs> Sorry, we're nicking. So we're, we're brainstorming suddenly. So yeah, Jay Frettenham's done some as well. <coughs> He's also King Legacy. Yeah. Like I say I've done a few. Oh, your Batman. That one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Adam West. That was when Adam West died. After or before? <laughs> before I sent it to him. <laughs> so yeah, and then I just try to. It's quite nice to use it to play around doing different things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Doing things I've never done before, like you know, drawing well. <laughs> so yeah but it's really nice album growing there you've got to stop using the word scribbles on your drawings most of them are it is not apt but yeah, a random boot kind of thing mm. but no it's growing it's really nice it's really sort of showing off the community side of True Believers yeah there's a yeah, little group thing and online you know it's just things to keep the page active and that but mm. but people love it so but yeah so yeah but if you fancy taking part in Draw Something Sunday it's every Sunday on the True Believers Facebook page Craig Craig and actually Chris um, I met Chris have a go I know he keeps saying oh but I can't draw anything though. but, but on, that was the thing I set exactly. it up that it's not for just for people who can draw can we bully him into it are we allowed to yeah Chris, do it, do it, mate. <laughs> Just be like Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> do it. <laughs> but no, I, my hope for it is that even people who can't draw, or you know, don't feel like they can draw, are having a go and mm. putting out. Nobody's going on it and be like, uh, "That's shit, mate." No, absolutely, because it's not about that. You know, it's not. Everybody absolutely. likes what people post, and it's about. It's about drawing. It's about creating something. Yeah. It's not about. It's pushing it because it's something that you know. It's that is as well as as um, well. It's the set. That's what True Believers is all about, really. Right yeah. down to the beginning of it. Because that was the great thing about that life drawing thing we did. Yeah. Which is what sort of what inspired this. Is oh, we had blown away by that. You had people there that were like, "I can't draw," but it just seemed like fun. Absolutely, and because uh, uh, we were right, little, you pay good money for life drawing. I know, crikey! <laughs> we throw that shit on for free. Yeah, right. A little bit of um, a little bit of honesty here. When we came up with the idea of life drawing, I was very skeptical. I was thinking, "Hang and they do it, mate." You know, I know oh, we'll do it. So I only I only ordered ten clipboards. Yeah, and that. even then you thought we'd only use three. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's no point, mate. Everyone's gonna be too busy in the combine comics, and 
I'd said that I would, you know, I'd man it because I do like drawing, so I kind of know what goes on. So I said I'd man it, thinking, oh, I'll have a bit of a rest, it'd be nice. <laughs> it was freaking rammed. Seriously, I, we went out of, out of draw, um, clipboards within three minutes. It was, it was so busy, I had to get more chairs halfway through. It was so busy, and it was fantastic fun. And everyone took it. It was fun, but everyone kind of took it seriously, as in everyone was mucking around, and they were all drawing. There were whole families there, there were kids, and you know, it was brilliant. Completely different skill sets. There was somebody who was obviously a uh, professional. In fact, I think he was actually selling comics on the day, and not, he wasn't an artist. Yeah, but I think he one of the his... guys from John Lake's team yeah. went up there and did it. He was fantastic, and it was just it was lovely. And um, um, it was Lime Green Jelly was the model. Yeah, and she was great. She'd never done it before, and you know, she was. I think she really enjoyed it as well because she said to me, "You know, she thanked me and well, it was my idea, but it was your idea." <laughs> um, but we're definitely going to do it, and what I really want to do another one um, on the Sunday as well on the on the summer variant. Yeah, like I say, I mean, the summer variants on a Sunday, which mm. just I'd like to get a draw something Sunday banner made. Yeah, yeah, we'll work on that. That's so we've idea. got something, and I was going to get like a couple of pasting tables you know wallpaper and do you tables. mean when you say a banner you mean a pull up a pull up or one that if I got not a digital banner no not a digital oh, banner right, yeah, yeah. a physical banner a physical banner so I was thinking about getting a couple of wallpaper and tables yeah and do some wallpaper at the same time yeah mm. but then just rolling getting a big roll of paper just rolling it pinning it so it's plain flat and just people can all come along and draw and we can have a big collage of draw something Sunday so, but yeah, so that's something we're looking at doing. Um, and again, all ages, all I know the the fear of putting a collage thing out is that people then don't want to draw on it because they worry they'll mess it up. But I think yeah, but that's exactly what we don't want to happen. We want people just I don't know, sorry, I don't mean not mess it up, but just get out there and do it. You know, it would almost it's, be quite good to quote, to quote uh, Bob Ross. Yeah, yeah. There are no accidents, just happy, happy. Yeah, happy accidents. Yeah. Happy accidents. Yeah, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. That's it. So, and that's very much the ethos of it. And it's I had a curry the night. The following morning, that wasn't a happy accident. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And there her. goes the tone. Draw something Sunday. <laughs> Not for the day after curry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Draw something Sunday. It's like sitting this half of a curry on Saturday night. <laughs> it's like shitting through the eye of a needle. <laughs> So no, seriously. If you're listening, if you haven't done it, do it because it's great. It's just nice. It's 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 a it's a it's, a, it's like being part of a thing. It is. It's great fun. I mean, I'd said to you a little while ago about I wanted to do a really ambitious drawing project for the summer mm. that got everybody involved, and I kind of thought that the number of drawings I put on that particular project was too high. Mm. But I'm amazed that we're at a hundred, pretty much a hundred in this already. Do you know what? How about we display them in February? Well, somebody posted about that, and I was thinking about doing something with that. I mean, we'd have to check with some people because their pages from there. Well, we we can do copies, but yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, we can. Yeah, because I mean, I wouldn't be able to my sketchbook out. Oh, I see what you mean. You mean they're 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 working on pages for them. Make sure they're happy. But even if it's just a little corner with with a pull-up banner, and it's just a you know come take part. So they're not actually for sale. It's just advertising, um, uh, uh, whatever we were calling it. Yeah. Yeah, DSS. DSS. Didn't they sell sofas? No, it was DFS. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Let's draw fuck all something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. We should do that. Yeah. Like I say, I mean, one of the things we always said was that the high point for us at True Believers is the few 
things we've had back of people saying they'd gone one year and were inspired so much that they bought a table the next year yeah to either sell the art that they've created or that they've got together with somebody and they're making a comic together well that's basically what happened to me not with true believers unfortunately <laughs> but when i first started going to when i was helping out at certain comic cons um that's what happened to me i was so inspired then not glossed to comic not glossed to comic i like to say <laughs> no, I'm excited a bit more for Everfield. And then I had my first table at True Believers two years ago. Two years ago? Last, this was, uh, yeah, two years ago, yeah. 2016. Yeah. 2016, I had my first table. Yeah, because um, your wife and Wiggy manned it, didn't they? They did. Well, she femaled it. Well, she femaled it. She womaned it. <laughs> womaned. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the school's down whether Wiggy womaned it as well or not. It depends if it's a Tuesday or not. Suicide Squad lover. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Wiggy. <laughs> but yeah, so it's good and it's people creating and it's it's nice and it's lovely to see. And you know, with art stuff slowly being cut back, mm. not to get political, but you know, arts funding slowly being cut away, it's nice that things like this and ice and that do things that encourage mm. you to create. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's almost like like a rebel thing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. the, there are there are ways of creating without. Suddenly, everyone's actually. Do you know what? Do, you know, we can do it ourselves. Kind of thing. Talking about art, which we're not. But talking about art, I tell you what I discovered the other day. Um, Pencils. Yeah, fantastic <laughs> things. Um, but I, if anyone's local, if anyone's kind of far from the coastal area, so when I do love drawing, I order um, these toned pads and um, Everstep as well but you can't really get them in places like Hobbycraft or Smith's and like that you can't go to and not even a lot of art shops do it either so what do you mean by toned pads just for are these the ones that there's the, not white paper yeah it basically um, they're, they're kind of like a they're like, like, like a grey or like, like a flesh coloured pad I use it because I quite like using white pencil um, just so I don't, things like that and there's other stuff that I like that you can't quite go to it's not on a snob but I like, it's a pencil but I, I, I like you can't really get them from Hobbycraft, or funny enough, you can get them from the range. Um, anyway, so I order from a website, Jackson's, right? Right? right. This, is, this is ironic. So I order them from them, they usually take three or four days to arrive and purchase the packaging. I discovered that the warehouse for Jackson's is less than a mile from my house. Is it? Yeah, it's in Kingsway. It's oh, on the, the, by the, industrial. It's on the industrial estate. It's right there. I've basically been ordering from there. Seriously, and I walk, and it's a, it's a, it's a trade. And counter. they didn't have the common decency to just drop it off in your house. It's basically it's a trade counter. Oh, that's cool. So it's fantastic. You just walk in, and it's all it's like a big shop with a massive warehouse on the back, and they got a catalogue like Argos, but for art stuff. So what you're saying is it's like Screwfix for artists. It's exactly what it is. It's all plum based. It really is. It's like Screwfix for artists. So you go and they've got a limited amount in front, and then they've got a catalogue, and you print from the catalogue, and they go around the back and they bring it out to you. And it's amazing. Yeah, and it's literally a row from here. Reasonably priced for what it is. It's, yeah, well, my, my pads are about nine quid. The pads I get, and it's they're not big. Bad. Twenty-five sheets. No, it's fine. It's yeah, A3 for specialist paper. It's a good. It's a decent price because I think that's one of the things that always puts people who sort of are thinking about getting serious about art off. Mm. Is the price of stuff? It, it seems a lot. A, it isn't a cheap hobby, but it's so worth it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, literally, it's, it's from here. You go up the main road over into Kingsway, and it's and you know where the park and ride is. Yeah, it's opposite the park and ride. Oh, awesome. Yeah, literally, and it's a massive big front Jacksons. I passed it. They get the Jacksons rings about, and I pulled up. Honestly, amazing. You pulled up and you're like, 
I've been paying you fuckers postage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I demand my £3.50 back. But no, that's yeah, The thing is, I had to, because at one point I missed my delivery, I had to drive further to the post office to pick it up, and if I freaking walked in the, in the first place. <laughs> completely true. <laughs> I don't know if Honestly. Oh dear. You need a safe place where your postman can leave stuff. Like the job, like the shop of Jackson's. Like Jackson's. <laughs> Just all your parcels end up going Jackson. Yeah, just deliver. <laughs> I don't do that, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm now gonna, I've been there once and I bought some really cool um, or, orange felt, felt pair, uh, market, uh, blah, 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 fine liners. Cool. But there's sanguine colour, which is a kind of a like a reddy orange colour. I might have to pop down there. Well, no, it's fantastic. Because I'm really getting used to colouring my markers. I'm still not brilliant at it. Brilliant markers. They've got whole sets in there. Because I was buying those ones that was it first draft you bought me a set of blue the, the, ones the hobbycraft owned ones weren't they yeah which are they uh, dead because I don't know how long they last no they're all they're no. all still going at the minute mm. they're like wood. Copic but and I bought a couple of brush pens as well yeah we're going back to a thing we did about a month or two ago. yeah we are yeah but yeah and I bought a couple of brush pens as well just to try them because I was talking to Wiggy about it because he did that fantastic Spider-Man thing that but it's now on my wall yeah um you know, and I was asking him how he found you. Well, I said, "How did you find him?" And he said, "He just walked into a shop." Mm. That sounds like you. <laughs> um, but the, the thing with brush pens, they're fantastic if you're good at them. And yeah, I'm not. A slight mistake, and you're out of the line. But you, you've got to have such confidence because basically you hold it so. so they're gently. lovely to use, though. It's a lovely motion. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it is very easy to mess up. Just, just for the for the record, he was doing a lovely motion with his wrist. Yes. I don't think you get anywhere using that motion for something else. No. <laughs> unless, yeah. Not yeah. unless you've got a wheat to spare. <laughs> and your name's know. Sting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, t- but yeah, that shop. Check it out. It's fantastic. Cool. Awesome. So that's a plug for Jacksons, and we're not even. Can charging. I discount? Please? Yeah. Or can you sponsor this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. We'll send them a link. See if they can do that. We'll send them a link. See if we can get at least six gift vouchers. <laughs> We don't do it for the money. We do it to support them. And they, uh, I take it they're a local thing. They're not a nationwide I think thing. I think there's two big warehouses. I think one's in London. Oh. And the other one's less than a fucking so still my house. Essentially small business. Uh, yeah, I think so. Nice. Jackson's art supplies. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to give it a look online. And then mm. I imagine if you ever got behind the counter and into the back, they never get you out. Oh, my word. <laughs> you, can, you can kind of see it. It's like it's like a, it's like a really cool Argos. You know what I mean? It's like... Is it like a door opens and just light comes oh, out and busts? Oh, oh. <laughs> There's a choir the other side. You just saw these little pencils dancing around happily. And, you know. it's, it's like, um, I'll tell you what, it's like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when I go through the tunnel, you know, if it's kind of animated <laughs> and nice and jumpy and jumpy. But without the big roller, you know. <laughs> pencils and marker pens living together <laughs> yeah. in perfect harmony. In perfect harmony, you know. The coloured pads and the white pads are re- all really good friends, you know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, well, there you go. You know where to go to get your supplies for Draw Something Sunday. Yeah. So, and if you live sort of Kingsway, Quigley, Tuffley way, it's just around the corner. I'm so, oh, it's on your blooming doorstep. <laughs> Don't order from the website. You can just literally go there. God. I they, were, they, were rob- they were robbing you on posting and packaging. Right next to a police station. As well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you know... Talking about that piece that I've gone off and never run. I, well, I found a wallet a couple of year, uh, a year ago, and I, I was in Kingsway, and I found a wallet. I thought, oh no, I'll take it to the big constabulary place. Took it in, and they looked at me and said, sorry, we can't do anything with it here. 
<laughs> fucking police station. I have to go all the way into Gloucester. Seriously. <laughs> oh, no, we don't have anything like that here. You thought they could have at least shipped it off in a car. You would have thought so. It was and twos. It's like I found a passport on the road years ago. I was like, I have no fucking clue what to do with this. So I just put it in a post box. I'm so there. <laughs> <laughs> I have now had wider Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> I committed so much fraud. No, I just put it in a post box because I figured it, any, it's got any chance of anywhere. <laughs> no police stations were nearby. Okay, you say that, right? But if you emptied a post box being a postman and you found a freaking passport there, you go nuts. How am I supposed to do this? Just put it in a post box, wouldn't it? Well, I take it back to the office. Well, actually, to be fair, the way the mail's done, it'd end up in a sorting centre before I even realised it was in the box. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of mail you get in there, it just all goes in the sack and then it goes off to the sorting thing in Bristol and then. Inside of trading. <laughs> so, Bristol. So, you're saying I would have ordered from Jackson's, it would have gone to Bristol. <laughs> yeah, to come back to, to you. To come back to me. Tiao. Yeah, that's the nearest sorting. Mm. <laughs> So, anyway, what are we talking about now? Because I'm tempted as I'm Wiggy's postman to just post him something. <laughs> could do that. <laughs> you could have really good fun with that, you know. <laughs> you could do it some kind of saving a postage. You could, you could He's going to hear this and fear coming home with his mail. <laughs> <laughs> you should do. Um, it's like a hello, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> I read your mail. You should uh, you should get some comic old comic books and cut out all the letters and do like <laughs> <laughs> I might get in trouble. <laughs> you might ring up. <laughs> but But yeah, no, I, I did tell him my bend all his uh Sorry? I did tell him my bend all his uh, do not bend letters, but <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> he gets those sent to his mum's house. <laughs> Don't you deliver to her as well? I don't know the other. Actually, fair, the other guy does both Wiggy and his mum and dad. Well, he's lucky. But yeah, so but like Wiggy pointed out, I know their comics in there, and I could never knowingly destroy a comics. That's true. <laughs> yeah. it's, I would never do that anyway. But but yeah, on that dark bombshell. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, Jackson's for art supplies. Yeah, Jackson's. Draw something Royal Sunday. Needs. Draw something Sunday on the uh, True Believers Facebook page every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough. Um, with your uh, pencils you bought from Jackson's Art Supplies <laughs> for your art needs uh, Tuesday True Believers Tuesday tunes might become a regular thing on yep. the We Are True Believers group mm-hmm. which is just me memorising the playlist that I want to put together for True because <laughs> <laughs> people commented that there were no music the last couple of years and it felt a bit flatter what did we have on the first year it was um, superhero themes wasn't it yeah because I had my iPod set up and then they just put it on random so it seemed like a lot of stuff played next to each other that sounded similar so I'm going to do it again but we're going to have our own sound equipment this time so of course yeah so yeah but but yeah so it's just a a fun little way but yeah if you can get involved in any of the things we do online or come into any of the events then Mm. please do like I say uh, we're not in it for the money (laughs) (laughs) We're in the wrong job if we were. Apparently, you can make money from Comic Cons, but they don't know how. But no, anything. Lots of Comic Cons. Yeah, they do. They get Billy from Gremlins over. Yeah. An Orco. An Orco. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so maybe that's something we should talk about on our next True Believers Ponders. Orco. No, Comic Cons. As a con organizer, sort of looking at the state of it. But then, do we? How do we do it without sounding like we're a? Pitching. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss it. But anyway, so yeah, that's it for this one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we will either be back in a couple of weeks or a month, depending on how things go, because you know, real life and all that sort of thing. Life gets in the way. But yeah, um, cheers for listening, and we will be seeing you soon. No, that sounds threatened. <laughs> seeing see you, you soon, soon. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Uh, have a good one. Cheers, cheers guys. Bye. Wigs, wigs, wiggy wig, wigs. <laughs> Craig Tell. <laughs>